Are we doing three, two, one, go? Uh, like, it's up like, to you if you want, man. You know. Okay, so like three, two, one, then we go on 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 one, or we go one, two, three, and we go on three. No, you go on the go. <laughs> That's so what we're doing. Three, two, one. So we're doing three, two, one, go. Yeah, and then so then we know, go on go. Intro. So we don't go. We go three, two, one, go. We go on go though. We don't go on one, right? No, it's a countdown. To okay, yeah. You know, oh. when they count down Happy New Year, they don't do it at the one. They do it at, right after the one. It's kind of like that. I, I'm always shit-faced. I can't remember that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we'll do three, two, one, go, and then we'll start yeah. the podcast. Okay. Yes, right, so. hit that intro. All right, so three, two, one, and then we go and go, right? And then okay. say go, and then right there. Okay, go, and then right there. Okay, so, okay, so we'll do it again. Three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your hosts, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. I was going to say, you know, for once in the history of Guns in Radio, that actually worked out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's pretty good, man. You know, um, this is episode 151 of the Guns and Radio podcast. Um, we're we're fucking we're moving along, man. We're moving along to like the rest of the season here. We're moving on to episode 200. We got a lot more milestones to go. Speaking of milestones, if you guys missed our last episode, episode 150, we did a big live sort of extravaganza for that. Definitely check that out in the archives. Because a lot of yeah. people are saying it's one of our best episodes yet. And even though maybe it was like a two and a half hour episode, people said, oh, it flew by pretty quickly. I don't even know if that was two and a half hours. Yeah, dude, we did open lines. So like we just put the link out there and everybody that was there, like we booked Jeff and we booked Matt Manzella. Yeah. And then everybody else that wanted to come in came in and uh, did it with us. And then uh, everybody, uh, almost everybody, Matt had to go, but everybody else stuck around and we went ahead and got shot cast out of the way. Yeah, that was fun. I was going to say, check that Shawcast if you missed that. Our biggest Shawcast ever, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, five people. I can't believe it, like, flowed so well. Like, everybody, nobody was talking over each other. and No, not at all, man. I'm surprising because, like, a couple of times we had, like, four people on here, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out as well. But, like, we had six or seven on at once. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, uh we we have we have had less people that didn't work out as well on here so yeah that was uh that was really good it was a good show mm-hmm. uh i enjoyed everybody on on and just just we didn't really see i thought we was gonna do like bit maybe you know have a couple of bits in but uh, mm-hmm. we didn't really have that many bits it was just open line like free discussion we, i think we randomly did a music video watch along the middle of it because we're like fuck it it was <laughs> yeah, like a five minute did. little thing yeah but the whole episode just being completely free talk about anything you want uh mm-hmm. with our friends that we've made along the way while doing this show. That was, that was really cool to me. That was a not, it was a nice fun change of pace for the show because I don't think we've ever done anything like that before. Yeah, definitely. Um, and seems, seems that a lot of people liked it. So, uh, definitely go ahead and check that out in the archives. Uh, but we're rolling along still, still making some damn good content here. Uh, we're going to be reviewing some Izzy Stradlin later on in the show. But we've got some uh, we got some things to take care. Of. We've got a little bit of bits, other things to uh, yeah keep satisfied. Keep waiting for a little bit, you know. Yeah, we got some things to talk about. Uh, first off, uh, at the time this airs uh, would be what the fourteenth. So yeah, tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, want you guys to give some shout out, give some love to our friends over at the old seventy seven podcast. They uh they are a podcast of uh dudes that come from right here in Jefferson City where I'm from. And uh um let me tell you the story real quick. So I was at right. I was at McDonald's the other day and I saw a sticker 
on the window that, you know, obviously management had tried to tear off, but they, they couldn't get it. Yeah. And so immediately I'm like, ah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it was for, uh, the show, the old 77, uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they basically, it's these guys from Jeff city, they just kind of hang out and talk about what they want. And, uh, so I went them told them about us and i was like dude you know i'm from jeff city i do a podcast here and you know we do guns and radio maybe we could uh you know uh get together sometime and collab so uh that was last week so i'm going up tomorrow mm-hmm. at the time we're recording this i'll be on there well tomorrow either way because by the time this airs it'll be tomorrow that their episode yeah. will air mm-hmm. and um I believe tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tomorrow because yesterday they dropped a new episode, and uh, it'll be episode ninety-five of their show that I'll be on, and it's going to be the first time I cast the old Dustin Bertram show back in two thousand and ten. So that'll be really cool to get out of here for a little while, uh, sit in a room with a bunch of dudes and drink some beer, shoot the shit. I don't have no clue what we're going to talk about whatsoever, but I've enjoyed the show. They gave us a shout out on uh, their last episode. So we appreciate that and uh, definitely go check them out. They, it's a hilarious show. Really. It feels like you're hanging out with your buds Mm -hmm. and just, just talking about random shit. So I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. The old 77 podcast. We'll even throw a link in the description. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. We'll definitely check that out guys. We're, we're branching out slowly, but surely everywhere else to one yeah. of your enjoy experience. <laughs> uh, well, and they're going to accuse us of some shit. Yeah. And then oh, there goes my whole my career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially retiring with $5 in my bank account. It's all right. Hey, more than me. Look, bro, I know you got more money than me. Why you got to be a dick about it, okay? Over here rubbing all <laughs> your five, riches in my face. It's five Canadian dollars. That's like probably eight American. <laughs> Which is worth more? I don't know. Yours is worth more. If we're to the conversion right now, as of as of this recording, good shit could change. One can actually oh, yeah. one Canadian... Is seventy eight cents US. So, so if we do five Canadian dollars, so one Canadian dollar is worth seventy eight cents. So, which yeah. one's worth more? Then, is it the, the Canadian dollar worth more? Yeah, because if I give five dollars, they give me five dollars what it's worth in US dollars. It's only what? It's only four bucks. What the f- I don't so, get if you give me five dollars. Okay, so if I give you five dollars, we'll say seventy-five just to make it simple. Yeah. Uh, then, okay, so we've got four. That's five. I mean, minus a buck twenty-five, so three seventy-five. Yeah. It's worth three seventy-five. Okay. So yeah, I said about three eighty, three seventy-five around there. So. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I'm getting a phone call. Let me, uh, let me, uh, (laughs) it's a buddy of mine. It's an old buddy of mine. Live interruptions here on guns and radio, ladies and gents. Yeah, it happens sometime. I don't want him to think I'm just ignoring him though. Cause it's one of my good friends. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Taping a podcast. Take the the phone call. (laughs) I'll send him a link. Oh my God. You want to talk to me? Come join the recording. <laughs> Watch what you're gonna yeah, hang on, I'm some motherfucker. I don't care. He's been on. Well, he hasn't been on Guns and Radio proper before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on the New Year's special. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not even a New Year's special because I just went live on Facebook and then Jeff and Wooly and. Uh, CC mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people got on here because I originally had New Year's plans and I went to the bar 
I was going to ring in the new year and then uh, I got bored with it, <laughs> uh, with being there and I left. And uh, so I got bored with being at the bar and, you know, headed out early and I came home and dude, I swear, I shit you not. No sooner. I was still at the bar. No sooner than I sat my ass in the driver's seat and cranked the car. Jeff texted me and he was like, Hey, let's do something on Facebook live for new year's. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Might as well. Yeah. So I saw like you sent me the link, but I was, yeah. Seems like we're having connection issues here, but to continue on that, I was saying how, uh, I know Dustin, you sent me the, the link to that. I was very heavily intoxicated up north with some friends and I was like, ah, do I join in on this or no? <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. I'm back on. Okay. There My we internet go. is good. being a dick today. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Internet. Get your shit together. Al Gore. I know, right? Yeah, god damn I'm it. surprised wow. somebody ain't blamed Joe Biden for the <laughs> Yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that shit like you stupid libs, the president doesn't control the gas prices. Yeah. I mean, trust me, gas prices what even here, like in Canada are fucking outrageous, so why does he control my gas well, prices? Democrat too? was in office. Now all of a sudden, the controls the gas. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll tell people, you, man, you don't yeah. like Joe Biden. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what to do about it. Next election, don't put Trump up against him. <laughs> How do you fix that? Give us somebody else to vote for. Exactly. Uh, I know. For the Republican Party, this is going to be a hot take, mm-hmm. and it may not be something they're comfortable doing, but let's try putting somebody in there that's not a racist or a rapist uh, or a baby eater or a cannibal or, or a fucking Nazi. Let's let's try that this once, and I bet mm-hmm. you they'll have a chance. So. Can you hear me? Am I? Am I? Yeah, no, I can hear you. I okay. was actually like interested in what you had to say. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, well, that's a nice change, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just shall we get into some of the bits? Let's get into some uh, some fucking on this day in uh, rock and roll and music history. You're like, do something, but okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't have the, we got to go back in the history thing. All right. Can we just mind? I knew I was forgetting something. Oh, well. Yes. (laughs) Get your hand off my penis because it is time to go back in time. (laughs) You should use that clip for when, um. We do. We bring back like the love connection or whatever. The, the dating and relationship advice. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's oh. crazy. She won't stop doing things. Get your hand off my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Girls only want one thing, fellas. Yeah. And it's season three oh. of Euphoria on HBO Max. I have no clue what's up with my connection today. I was going to say, you're hearing me, though. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm still hearing Yeah, I'm hearing you, too. I was like, okay. I know. We're okay. good. I don't know. Maybe it's on your end, because it keeps going from, like, one to two bars here, because I'm seeing here. I don't know. Uh, mine's going from one to nine, so. Oh, damn. Sean bitch. Son of a bitch. We've... Well, it's very apropos because we've got ourselves now in a snafu, as they would say. Oh, yeah. Snafu Hang on, I'm going to try something. Before we get started, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Tell us a story, Caputo, because I'm going to try something real quick. Yeah, and, uh, well, we'll I'll kick up uh, on this day in uh, rock and roll history here. Um, let me see. We're going to start in... Um, 
1955. So this is for um, March 14th. Those the day this will air. March 14th, 1955. Singer Jimmy Dean interviews Elvis Presley on his uh, Washington D.C. television show on WMAL TV. The interview did not go well, with Presley giving mostly one-word answers to Dean's questions. Uh, Dean later remembered the interview as possibly the worst I've ever done. No shit. And during his Vegas years, Presley himself would apologize for his brevity, saying he was simply scared. He was simply scared of the camera. So basically, Elvis Presley. So wait, Elvis was camera shy. Yeah, he was given one-word answers, and this basically proves that he invented the the term of dry texting. You know, being a, <laughs> yeah, is he he did dry tech dry texting shit, but it like IRL. Like when someone says K and like one word answers, motherfucker was doing that in real life. Yeah. So Elvis Presley was the king of rock and roll and the king of being a dry Texan son of a bitch. <laughs> Trying to show you I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Son of a bitch. Man, uh, that's kind of hard to imagine. Uh, there we go. Get us a headline. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I put we put in a few joke ones there. I love how it doesn't change though. Mm-hmm. Uh that's fine. I'm gonna put here. But yeah, man, it, it's hard to uh uh think about Elvis having uh stage fright. Yeah. I mean, maybe, well, just like the quote here says that he was, maybe that was one of his first like interviews. It was 1955. So that, I don't know. When did he start being famous? You got to remember. He got really big. It was like, or more later in the 50s is maybe like the late 50s, not more, not more so the mid 50s. Oh man, that's that's wild to think about. Because you got to remember in my time. Uh, Elvis was always a thing. In your <laughs> time, as I say, you're not that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in the southern states you grew up in, yeah, Elvis was still definitely a thing, much more so after his passing. Well, I mean, what else did we really have besides damn Elvis? That's true. That is very true, actually. Besides that, just becoming a drug addict. Yeah, but that was later on. And I mean, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's not really fair. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But let's see, in 1958, Perry Como's Catch a Falling Star becomes the first recipient of a gold record awarded by the uh, Recording Industry Association of America. The achievement represented the sale of one million discs. The first known gold record was presented as a one-time award to the Glenn Miller Orchestra in 1942 for Chattanooga Choo Choo. Ooh. It's weird how time works and those shits just vanish like off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because I have never, ever heard that song before. A lot of these songs, you know, were like, I guess, just a timepiece for their era. Like, you listen to this shit now, you're like, what the fuck were these people smoking when they made this stuff? I've never heard of, I've, first off, I've never heard Catch a Falling Star. And I've never heard Chattanooga Choo Choo either. Chattanooga, yeah, Chattanooga Choo Choo sounds like, like a friggin', oh gosh, sounds like jock, like a jock jams for like the high school football team or something. Chattanooga Choo Choo. Hey, da 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 da. Oh man. All right, what's next? Uh, we'll move a year later to 1959. Uh, more all this talk because Elvis Presley led the oh. Billboard Hot 200 chart with "For LP Fans Only." It was the first ever issued of the artist's name to be found anywhere on the cover, front or back. Which is crazy. 
And Elvis yeah. was that big. He had to put his name on anything. And it would fucking sell like hotcakes. Damn right. It's Elvis, like, baby. Yeah. This Elvis. I feel like Prince tried to do that one time uh, with the Black album. Where it's literally just going to be a, just a cover of Black and like nothing. But then like, Dude, I don't know, he decided to pull that album at the last minute. Prince was so big. He didn't even like, he got rid of his name altogether. Yeah, he turned himself into a symbol because fuck the record label. Yeah. Don't blame him. Neither do I, man. And now, guess what? He fucking fought. He owned his masters and everything. Now, well, now is whatever his estate, whoever runs the estate now owns that shit, so. Some fucking 12-year-old. I don't know. It's like his half-sister and a bunch of other randoms. Because <laughs> there's know. a whole thing. Like, he never left a will. And really? Yeah, this basically open to, like, anyone who may have had any fucking sort of relation to Prince. And then, like, all these people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, his, like, 74th half-brother or something. But you have to provide, bullshit. like, a DNA spell on a bit. So, obviously, I call the bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit. Lots of bullshit on I don't that believe <laughs> you're a You're a fucking lie. <laughs> That's who you are. Well, in 1963, let's see. Oh, boy. Now, you ready to hear some true crime? Sit back. All right. We've, All right. we've talked about drugs and everything else that happens in this one. Get ready for this one. Jerry Marsden of Jerry and the Peacemakers is fined 60 pounds. That's the equivalent of probably like 20,000 American dollars for <laughs> trying to for trying to evade British customs with a German Bach guitar. Jesus. <laughs> what is a guitar? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, uh, you a badass, bro. Bruh. Yeah. Back in those days. That was like still like post-World War II. So probably still like, yeah, fuck you, Germany, you cocksuckers. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that, but you got a point. Yeah. That was like from, that was like still baby boom, baby boomer era right there. Like up until the mid to late 60s. Yeah. That was huh. fucking, that was, that was boomer season right there. So there was like, <laughs> that was like post-World War II, you know, everyone's, you know, doing the deeds and fucking... That's how we probably got half the fucking population out right now. Yeah. Well, Gen Xers were starting to get born about this time, weren't they? Uh, well, it was probably right after the the baby boom. There was like, they're more, I think, after after the boomer. That's the boomer boomers, kids. Whatever, fucking, yeah. All right. Yeah. What's next? Uh, okay. Uh, 1964. Let's let's see. There's one in '64. Yeah, we're gonna do 1964 here. Billboard magazine reports the Beatles that Beatle Records have claimed 60% of the U.S. singles market, and that the album "Meet the Beatles" had reached a record three and a half million copies sold. Hmm. Oh wow! I'll never understand. Uh, I don't really understand the Beatles mm-hmm. all that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm there. There time, I, it was like definitely, you know, game changing, game breaking. But like now, it's just more of a legacy act thing. Yeah, yeah. There's like white British dudes who're like, oh yeah, we kind of did rock and roll, eh? You know. And uh, I in, ni- in 1970, the Supremes uh, enjoy their first hit without Diana Ross when mm-hmm. up the ladder to the roof enters the hot 100 where it will peak at number 10. Nice. Again, I never heard that song. No, no. Oh, I've heard of Carol <laughs> King though. Carol. Oh. Yeah. She just went into the rock and roll hall of fame. I think this last year. Nice. Yeah. And in 72, her song, uh, Tapestry, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I'm sorry, her LP titled Tapestry, uh, is named the album of the year at the 14th Grammy Awards. Mm-hmm. It had been 1971's best-selling record. Nice. Very nice. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, now, about 70 or 1981... Uh, Eric Clapton is admitted to United Hospital in St. Paul, Minnesota 
after a serious attack of bleeding ulcers. And because of this, he's forced to cancel a 60-day tour of the U.S., which, bummer, but I guess he made it up eventually, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, hey. <laughs> What's up, Wooly? What's up, my man? Driving home, so I'm trying to be careful, you know. Yeah, well, you, you should be careful. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Like, I'm hearing you. I'm just kind of looking straight ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend Wooly or Nathan Lee, whatever you want to call him, to the show. My camera sucks because I've got yeah something on it. I don't know. I can't clean that off right now. Yeah, just give it the I old wiper. I think that made it a little worse. Give it the old spit and. Uh... <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not spitting on a fifteen hundred dollar cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll drop it in okay. the toilet, though. Yeah, it's cell phones. <laughs> hey, there we go. Got it. A little better. Oh, huh? uh, whatever. Well, oh, it's just a booger. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, right. Did you see my new TikTok video where I did the where I was digging in my nose? Yeah. I saw that. Go follow <laughs> Willie on TikTok. What's your TikTok handle? At Chris Willie 3 like Chris Woolley and the number three. Shout out, shout out. So shout what you got going on today? Uh, nothing. Trying to get home, man, that's all. Been working since seven something this morning. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, I just went and uh, I bought some gas. Uh, my left arm's a little shorter. I had to give him <laughs> some of that. How's your asshole feeling? Oh man, that's like uh, at least they used a rubber. Um, <laughs> oh man, what's uh, it like in, in Canada, Chris? Are you guys getting these fucking bullshit gas prices like we're getting? Oh, we are too, man. We're all getting screwed here. With fucking gas prices, and we have such a, like a huge reserve. I know you guys have a nice fucking reserve of oil and stuff. We do too, but we're not using it for some reason. Yeah. Should have got them electric cars, man. Should have gotten one of them electric cars. Should have got them hybrids <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, dude, if I could afford an electric car right now, I would so buy one, but they're all stupid expensive. Yeah, definitely. They're like three-year salary, man. That ain't I, happening I wanted to get one of those Tesla trucks, the truck that Tesla came out with. I kind of liked it, uh, but my wife was like, you're not bringing that ugly-ass thing to my house. <laughs> well, no cyber truck for you. <laughs> I just thought it looked cool. I mean, I didn't realize it was an electric vehicle until I saw that it was Tesla. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I just saw the truck and was like, man, that's a badass-looking truck. And then saw Tesla and I was like, that's electric. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do the things we do out in the country in an electric truck. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've not heard anything about them. You might can. Yeah, you might be able to. I don't know. It might pull a horse trailer. I don't know. How many that? Oh, yeah, you do horses. I forgot about that. Uh, my neighbor does, man. I don't, I don't. All I got is chickens. Oh, then, bro. I mean, there you go. Right there. I mean. I got uh, all about some chickens. I just tell your neighbor when they ask to borrow your truck, man, all I got is this damn Tesla. It ain't going to pull that horse. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. Uh, didn't Didn't your wife, what she used to raise? She used to raise animals. Uh, she had cattle, man. Back, back uh, years ago, she she had some, some cattle. She had some goats. She had some other stuff. Well, uh, nothing nothing major, you know. This, she, uh, she went to Mississippi State for animal and dairy science. Oh, okay. I, think she, I think she had to raise a couple of cows after that, but not a whole lot of stuff nice nice uh well moving on here chris let me ask you something have you ever heard of the band of huey lewis and the news i have yes well on i'm sorry there's two chris's now all right so woolly and caputo let me tell you something about huey lewis and the news in 1987 uh on this day in 1987, they scored their third number one record in the U.S. Well, oh, uh, Jacob Platter. Ooh. It was what? 
Jacob's Ladder. It was the name of the record. Yeah. Okay. We get on all of these, all of these records and stuff from all these bands when we do this bit, and then there's so many I've never heard of. Yeah. We start to get in the '90s, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that rings a bell. Yeah, that's familiar. <laughs> that's funny. I, I was listening to a podcast this morning on the way to work. It's uh, uh, they were they were uh, playing a game. Is it a TikTok handle or is it a band name? And some of the band names that they, uh, man, I, I'll listen to it again to try to write them down. Uh, some of the band names were were wild, man, really were. Hmm. Uh, but they they mentioned like three bands that I remembered. Uh, one was Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> one was one was uh, Uba Stank, and uh, the other one was Chumba Wumba. Of all the other <laughs> bands, I've never heard of them. Uh, but that was they were pretty wild oh that's funny we played a game on here one time where i made chris guess i would name something and chris had to guess uh whether the thing i named was the name of a porn or a hot sauce oh it was a classic that was a good one (laughs) porn or hot sauce that was a good one we got we got kicked off of so what did we get kicked off for porn or hot sauce yeah, we time. got kicked off. We got banned off TikTok because we had to make a backup account, and then I think we, oh, just, yeah. we ended up getting our original account back. Yeah, we got banned for posting pornography because we used the word porn. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Now, now, granted, granted, some of the names of the porn or some of the hot sauces because I was being clever when I chose. Like there was a buttaholics, but that was a porn. Oh, uh, oh uh, uh then there was what was what was a, what was one of the hot sauces that sounds like a porn uh anal impact remember. yeah rectal impact i think it rectal was. impact was a was a hot sauce uh, I, I had something uh a sauce i think it, it was something similar to that it was like rectal damage or something that uh uh oh <laughs> uh, god where were we at we were in gatlinburg oh of course and, uh, at uh, yeah, at one of the little shops and you know in town, and uh, I said, "Man, I gotta try something. It's called rectal damage. I just gotta know." So yeah, it did. It did what it said it'd do. <laughs> As I <advertised>. <laughs> <laughs> did, you leave it that on bad. the Yelp review? Yeah, no. <laughs> and they got they me in about this yet? <laughs> Man, Five I'm gonna tell you this. The sorriest thing anybody ever did to me was in Gatlinburg. They were advertising this stupid hot hot sauce. And you know me, I love hot, spicy hot sauce. Yeah. Uh especially in, in the wintertime, because we were out there for uh for Christmas a few years ago. And you know, you get out, you get that hot burning in your mouth, and you get to giggling and everything else, then you go out, start breathing that cold air, and it just feels so good the weirdest high in the world well they got me because the sauce they gave me was carolina reaper oh yeah and all they did was put a little bit on a toothpick and so i'm over there burning and sweating and now i'm in i I can't i'm coughing i'm hiccuping i can't fucking talk and then the lady has the balls to say oh yeah we sell ice cream next door and then i go i I went to that place get over to the fucking ice cream place and literally everybody I saw going out of the hot sauce was in line for ice cream. And I was like, oh, you fuckers. You fucking fuckers. <laughs> that fucking smart business. It's <laughs> working in synergy right That's there. That's brilliant. That I can't remember if that was Dollywood or if that was Gatlinburg, but... That, that sounds like the the, the look three-story shopping center thing they have there. I wouldn't call it a mall. It's a yeah. shopping center. Uh, sounds like a little three-story shopping center they got there in Gatlinburg. Is that, yeah. oh, I think we went to that same hot sauce place. and Yeah, there was an ice cream shop like across the across the hall from it. And, yeah. yeah, I think it's the same people running it. I think the hot sauce is there to sell the damn the ice cream. The ice cream. Uh, yeah, there wasn't nobody buying that shit. They were just in there trying it. Nobody was buying anything. I, I swear, I, there was 60 people in there. We went and nobody bought a damn thing. Everybody was talking about, hey, we'll just look at it online. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I, I went in there just to kill time and, and got my taste buds burned off. 
Well, Caputo, you want to do the next on this day in history? Let's see what yeah, happens. This is, this is a pretty big history. This happened literally 40 years ago to the day. Um, Metallica makes their live debut. They appear at Radio City in Anaheim, California. Um, they formed in late 81 when um, famous midget and Danish piece of shit Lars Ulrich placed an advertisement <laughs> in the L.A. newspaper, which read, Drummer looking for other metal musicians to jam with. James Effield, some other guy has the advertisement, and long before, 40 years on, that was fucking you know, Metallica's live debut. So today was the first Metallica. The first show Metallica ever. show ever, yeah. Huh. I wonder if they sued anybody that night. With what money, please? <laughs> what do you think about Metallica, Wooly? Uh... I was a fan for a long time. Uh, oh, Till they, they, they really became kind of, what the hell was, I'm sorry. Something <laughs> got my attention. Um, <laughs> uh, I was a fan for a long time until they pretty much became a bunch of bitches, you know. Yeah, I was a fan from probably as long as I can remember to right at about, I'd say, 2001. I think yeah. is about the time that I quit listening to Metallica. Out of protest. That's about right. That's that's whenever they uh, started pitching fits about Napster. Got Napster kicked off. Uh, you know, made it not a thing anymore. Yeah, never did forgive them for it. I'll tell you what, I'll forgive them for it when they go to each fan they sued and give them their money back. Yeah, well, you know, Garth Brooks kind of had a thing like a thing about that too. You know. Um, I will fuck him too. Then, well, he actually his his thing was though he just he just didn't want his files shared, so he pulled them, and you know pulled, you know just never gave anyone the rights to share his shit, and he didn't he didn't sue anybody for it. They were like, whatever's out there is out there, but you know nothing more, and yeah, that's that's sort of respectable, but. Yeah, he just didn't want his stuff going out for free. Well, you don't. That's different, though, than what Metallica did. They started suing yeah, people. Yeah, they started suing people, yeah. Yeah, you don't get to, like, start suing your fans and still have fans. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. I almost went to a Metallica concert. They were playing at a festival before COVID, and I almost went because all my buddies were going. But I told them I'm wearing a t-shirt with a Napster logo on the back of it. I'm going to stand right in front and turn my back to the stage <laughs> through their whole Hell set. Yeah. Well, That's the the way get out front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a t-shirt with a Napster logo on the back so they can see the Napster logo the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, only James would see it. Lars can't see shit he's like four foot eleven, so... And then if he wants to call me out and kick me out, okay, fine. Be an asshole to me directly. Give me all the more reason to hate you. I fucking see you. We own after. Fuck you. I you. I fucking see you, guys. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Speaking of which. Oh, my God. I just wanted to say something real quick, you guys. That, you know... <laughs> I think Metallica gets a bad rap for all the shit that went down, but, you know, yeah. I really think that Metallica is not to blame. James Hatfield, he's a good man. Uh, he surely never said anything racist or anything like that. And uh, I just want to say <laughs> he's one of the greatest men to ever live in the history of rock and roll, yeah. second only to myself. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my God. Strong words from you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they have ever done like a back-to-back set at like the adult spot that Vince loves to play at. <laughs> I have to ask him about that next time. One night only, Vince Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's performed Mr. on the show. Mister Pidgeot. <laughs> yeah, Vince Neil has performed. That was a huge Motley Crue fan back years ago. But oh yeah, what happened? Did you go see him yeah. live? Uh, no, well, I saw him <laughs> on the internet, actually, and uh, yeah, Vince Neil couldn't catch his breath. It was just so screwed up. 
That's horrible, <laughs> man. He doesn't have any business trying to sing anymore. I mean, they'll let Tommy Lee do the shit, you know? <laughs> oh, man. First time they was thinking maybe we should go back to the other guy. <laughs> John Crabbe's on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come back for this it. tour this year. They're going to get three shows in and then fucking... Uh, uh, Sammy Hagar is going to be singing for him for the rest of the Hell tour. Yeah. Hey, you know, I think as I can actually dig that. Wobble. <laughs> what you Listen, say? I can kind of dig that. I kind of dig Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Listen, Sammy Hagar's only demands are he has to sing I Can't Drive 55 and something about Cabo Wabo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No Van Halen shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when it comes to Van Halen, I was, uh, you know, I was all David Lee Roth, but, you know, I'll give Sammy Hagar his respect. You know, they had some, they had some good songs with him playing, but, or with him singing, but David Lee Roth was the party. Oh, yeah. Well, David Lee Roth, all of his songs are about partying and having fun and all that other shit, like might as well jump, shit like that. And then you get to Sammy Hagar and it's all about being in love and shit like that, like, uh, dreams and uh why can't this be love yeah love why Every, can't like, this be love? Had the word love. <laughs> yeah so they go from doing all these party anthems to doing uh your typical rock and roll love songs and stuff which i mean i don't hate but that's that's really the big difference between hagar and uh david lee yep uh what about michael jackson are you a michael jackson fan yeah. Well, in 1990, on this day in 1990, he was voted the artist of the decade in the annual Soul Train Awards. Wow. You remember Soul Train? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. They had a lot of black performers on there, and they still let Michael Jackson go on the show. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Soul Train, I remember being a kid, and uh, I think Soul Train came on, what, Saturday? Uh, yeah, Saturday nights. I remember there was that was back in the day when we only had three channels. Yeah, it and came on after Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday yeah. Night Live, and then it was Soul Train. It was either Soul Train or the news. Yeah, yeah, the news. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, the repeat of the news on Channel Four. Uh, yeah, or you can stay on Channel Nine and catch Soul Train. But, or you could turn on channel 12 and watch sewing with nancy so not a lot well, of yeah, yeah yeah for like <laughs> 10 more minutes and then it then it turned to the they played the national anthem and then it went off the air oh yeah yeah they did go off early back then because that was yeah. before they started showing are you being served and yes it was uh, before 24 hours you know all of all of those bbc shows though from back then i really uh, Are You Being Served was funny, but if you really want to just laugh your ass off, uh, look up Faulty Towers. Oh, Faulty Towers is funny. That was hilarious, man. That was one of the that was one of the funniest of all of them. My favorite one that they showed on PBS back in those days was Allo Allo. Do you do you remember that? Yeah. I, I always I still think that show stands up today. Like. I get a lot more of the jokes now that I'm a grown ass adult, but right than I did back then. But if you've never seen Allo Allo, I guarantee I, I, I recommend at least one watch through before you die. All right, I remember part of it, but I'll have to go back and try to find it again. I, it used to be on Netflix, but I think now it's on like BritBox, which I'm going to tell you, BritBox is not worth it. I got it for a month to binge on, on some old Doctor Who, and then after that, I was done. I think I watched, uh, what was that other real good show they had besides Doctor Who on there? Um, takes place in like the eight, Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. Or in the 19th. That's on, that's on Peacock, um, which I, I just got Peacock right before the Super Bowl so I could watch the freak Super Bowl. I had Peacock, but I got the free version, so, you know, you couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah. But. Once I I got the like nine ninety nine a month for it, which not terrible. So why not? I mean, now I get all the WWE stuff. I can watch WWE live. 
Freaking you great. pay nine ninety nine for Peacock. You should be paying like five dollars for that shit. It's like four. I paid nine ninety nine and got the like the super package or whatever. Oh, uh, I think it's what it was anyway. Maybe four ninety nine. I don't know. Anyway, whatever <laughs> it is, uh, you know, I've got so many different streaming things. Um, but then I started watching Yellowstone because everybody told me, man, you got to watch Yellowstone. You, you got to check it out. Um, yeah, that's pretty badass, man. Uh, Bel Air is my favorite show on Peacock. I've watched half of the first episode, but I have uh, I just haven't had time to go back and uh, get into it. That's probably what I'm going to do when we wrap up the show tonight. Nice. I might do some of that as soon as I get home. Uh, drinking, I know that. Well, Chris, let's 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 try to wrap up our on this day in history because we're at forty five minutes now. We had a little technical yeah. difficulty at the beginning. It's all right. Um, well, we got some more here actually. Let's flash forward to nineteen ninety five uh, with the release of Me Against the World. Tupac uh, Shakur became the first male solo artist to have a number one album on the Billboard charts while in prison. Fucking legendary! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It specifically says he's the first male solo artist to have a number one album on the Billboard chart while in prison. Okay. So that tells me there's a female that had a number one hit before this while she was in prison. Maybe. Or I don't know. Who knows? Who do you think it would be? I'm not going to look it up because my computer's being a dick and it's being stupid slow tonight. But uh, if you had to guess, who do you think it would be? <laughs> I'm gonna say Lita Ford. Lita Ford. No. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, it wouldn't be Joan Jett. No, it'd probably no, be somebody we not. never heard of. I think Tupac's like the only person to pull it off. Oh, that's it. Never. I I kind of look up like you know like female artists who had number one quite a album on Billboard and. Janis, Janis Joplin wouldn't have been. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't think Janis Joplin did any time. I don't know because they sure did frown on weed back in her day. That's very true. And I have a feeling she smelled like weed constantly. Yeah, but it's, I bet it's not the same stuff that the people smell like nowadays. Though this stuff nowadays smells like skunk. Ah, uh, that shit I got a hold of the last time does. I'll never buy that shit again. I'll let them upsell me when I go to the dispensary. It's where I fuck up. And they're like, yeah, we know you want this one, but like, have you tried this one? It's even more potent. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll try it. Cause I'm thinking it'll take less. And then I can not come here again for a month and spend $75 on $25 worth of weed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm not buying the kind I got last time again. It's stinky. Got my whole bathroom stinking constantly. Well, so. I know nothing about any of it. I just know I've smelled <laughs> much of it in my time. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I've smelled a bunch of it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, did I tell you? Have, have I introduced you to this man? Uh, have I told you this is uh, this is one of my mentors in the wrestling business, Chris? Maybe. I, from what I recall, maybe you have. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, this is him. This is Nathan Lee. If you've ever heard me talk about Nathan Lee when I was in the wrestling business, this is, this is Nathan Lee. This is the guy I watched as a kid uh, when I was sneaking into wrestling shows. And, uh, all that other shit and uh, really helped me uh, do a lot of shit. Yep. Get into it. Gave you, gave you a couple beers one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he retired right as I came in. I think the day after he retired, I came in. So they literally just gave me his old stable. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And then I was looking for a gimmick and he'd left a golf club in the back. And so they tossed me his golf club and was like, fuck it, use this. So I was like, so Nathan Lee retires last week, this week I show up. Now I'm holding his gimmick 
working his boy fuck it so i cut this promo about how i was the new owner of nathan lee enterprises and uh oh wow i didn't know you did that that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah my first night uh my first night in sgwa i i don't until i get made it to boonville nothing counts okay. nothing counts before boonville yeah that course. everything else was just learning what is now epw which i don't know why like epw is like they've been 15 years bullshit if you guys would count sgwa and mcwa as part of because it's the same fucking show if you look at the story yeah it's the same guys i mean i mean even the storylines carried over yep because the story and and even when even the jws i mean when uh, when it was when it moved to jumper town it's still the same group of people yeah, like uh, the storylines continued from where they left off last week in Boonville. When they moved back to Boonville, the storylines continued from where they left off last week in Jumpertown. And then when Edith bought it and changed it to EPW, so if you really look at their history, that motherfucker's been going since 2002? Um, 2004, maybe? Yeah, right, 2000, I think 2002. Because yeah, because they've been going. Too. It had to be. It had to be O two because it was before when I started. Uh, when I debuted, so it was about. Uh, well, I remember at that time I, when it when it opened up, I was working for IWF, uh, and Leslie and Mike um, forbid us. You, you will not go to, to work at this Boonville show. Uh, anybody that goes to Boonville show will be turned. We're not not letting you work there. So I started going to Corinth and working up there. Um, then Mike came to me, which stood. He comes to me and he says, hey, man, uh, I hear you've been going to Corinth and working. I said, I have. He said, um, are they paying you? I said, they're paying me enough to, to make it okay. He said, are they making you do anything stupid? I said, no, I won't, I won't allow them to let me do anything stupid. I said, yeah. uh, I'm not going to do anything to ruin what we're doing on television. I got you. you know, and he, he says, uh, well, that, that's good. Well, then I came down to Boonville, and I, I was kind of the first one of the, of the IWF guys to do it. I came down to Boonville, and I talked to Marty, and I said, hey, man, I, I, I got a couple of guys that I manage up in Corinth. I'd like to bring them here to Boonville and, and manage them on your show. Would you have a problem with me being part of your show? And mm-hmm. uh, he, at first, he didn't want me to. He said, give me a week to think about it. I'll call you. Well, he called me on Friday night. I just happened to be sitting there by Mike. And uh, he said, go ahead and go. Let's let's see uh, how he does you. But don't miss a TV tape in front of you. You got it. And yeah. uh, so then next thing I know, IWF's going to shut down. We're all in Boonville. And that was that. Well. And everything was in Boonville ever since. Marty, Marty Cooks, he really uh, – Made that happen. I gotta say that. So. Well, uh, Chris uh, Caputo, I should say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should we just go ahead and get into our song of the day and move on with our show? Keep going. Yeah, or I can rapid fire some more on this day if you want. I can just rapid fire, quick hit some stuff. Quickly. Yeah, throw us some more. Throw us some rapid fire. Rapid fire some on this day, and we'll uh, we'll we'll shut up and listen. Yeah, rapid fire, not the band. <laughs> oh fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, on this day in 2001, Peter Blake, who designed the uh, classic Sgt. Pepper album cover, sued the group's record company for more money. He was only paid $340 for the famous figures, but was now quote-unquote cheesed off that the record label never offered to pay more money. And ah, I'd have been you. pissed there too. You go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's next? In this, day, in this day in 2006, U2 topped the Rolling Stone magazine's annual list of the year's biggest money earners from 2005. Uh, 54.2 million dollars rolling stones second with 92.5 yeah eagles third with 63.2 million paul mccartney in fourth with 56 million and elton john in fifth with four, 49 million dollars i mean i get all those but not you too well i mean they were pretty big in 05 they, had a, they were big they don't make it was good. the big like uh yeah that was like the 360 tour they had Hmm. I think it was around that time, it was in the mid two thousands. 
Yeah, oh, whenever they played the Super Bowl, they played the Super Bowl around that time. No, oh, yeah, a few years before that. Yeah, I remember it was like right sure. after like nine eleven. All right, what's what's next? Um, hang on, I had one here somewhere. Where the fuck is it? Uh, here we go. I think the one to end all this because uh, that is pretty funny actually. I think Bon Jovi's album "This House Is Not For Sale" suffered the humiliation of setting a new record for the biggest one week drop in the six decade history of the Billboard two hundred charts. This happened four years ago, 2018. Uh, so after returning to the top spot following ah. the ticket sales promotion, the album fell from the top spot to number 169. Nice. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Fuck you, Bon Jovi. <laughs> that is a hell of a drop. That album sucked anyway. I was going to say, Bon Jovi hasn't made a good album since like 94. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, he's had, like, a few hits here and there off, like, his, like, albums from, like, the 2000s and that, whatever, but hasn't made a really good consistent since that album with always. The last good Bon Jovi song was It's My Life. Yeah, I was going to say that was, like, 2000, early 2000s. That's 2001. 2001, yeah. Yes. I mean, Have a Nice Day was all right, but that was, like, the song from the album. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah. one was good. Have a nice day was good. Have a nice day. Oh, All right, you ready to listen? Midnight in Chelsea. That's been a long time ago. What did you say? Midnight in Chelsea. It was in, it was uh, in a movie, a vampire movie. I don't remember what, exactly which one. Uh, good song. If you ever get a chance to look it up. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. On this day in history, so now we're all caught up. Uh, Chris, you want to stick around and listen to a song with us? Hell yeah, why not? All right, well, let's do it. Let's talk about some music. All right. Okay. All right. Different start for an easy track. Well, off to a good start. Oh, okay. That's hot. When I get high, I get high on speed. already a fourth of a way through this song by the way oh yeah when it's like this fast you know it's a pretty short izzy song it's gonna be like two two and a half minutes no it's just two it's two minutes in two (laughs) seconds god damn so it's about a minute and a half when we hit that last guitar note that's gonna drag out for like 30 seconds maybe he's gonna have a long ass extended drum solo (laughs) this is like izzy's version of attitude snafu Well, he's sure going hard. I'm not hating it, though. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to hit play. Fuck you! Attitude. Big boobs. (laughs) Attitude. I guess now is as good a time as any to read some lyrics. I mean, we're halfway through the song of the day, yeah. so I got the lyrics pulled up here. Right here, snafu, 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 snafu. Situation normal. <laughs> it's all fucked up. Which actually, I did like research on what the hell snafu meant. That's actually the acronym. Situation normal. It's all fucked up. So it's kind of like a ah, oh, fuck with whatever the word is. It's, it's like polar opposites. There we go. Uh, oh, like Fubar? Yeah. Aye, aye. Yeah, situation normal, all it's all says? fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's more snafu, snafu. Um, and then there's a part that says, had a little pain taking cocaine, looking funny, trying to find yourself another vein. And that line again, and it goes snafu, snafu. So it's very simple in the lyrics, but like for a fast-paced song like this, I don't think you need much lyrics. Right, right. All right I'm it is play. better than go get the ball, y'all. So, 
Yeah, I'll give it that. At least it's not yeah. the same shit over and over again like it is. With it. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but we'll see where he goes with it. Okay, I'm digging it. Looks so. I don't hate this at all. It's a pretty good song. It's not, it's not too bad. That's it. I mean, that's pretty cool. Again, like, just like the last week's song we covered, where like that solo leads right into the outro. Where it's, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I, when I done right, it. it's good. Well, uh, let's do our closing thoughts on the song. Wooly, you want to go? You want to say something about this song? I, you know, I'm not a huge uh, fan, but not terrible. I'll say that. Uh, what would you rate this song on a scale of one to five? For me, it's a two. A two? A two for me. A two guitar, guitar licks, guitar licks at a five. Okay. From the rest. All right. Who's going next? Me or you, Chris? It's up to you, man. I'm good, I'm good with whatever. I'm going to have to fight you over this. <laughs> don't worry I'll, I'll i'll go next this is um it's like one of the, it's like it's like many of the other like very fast-paced sort of like punk rock kind of izzy songs that we reviewed on this show there's been plenty for sure but this is a pretty good one honestly because he comes in he's out he's in and out within two minutes gets mm-hmm. shit in basically i love the fucking the little <laughs> opening solo to start this one off then the solo again to lead right into the outro and to end the song it was really well done i think um for me would this be a song i listen to a lot yeah maybe here and there if i need something quick like that it's like two minutes the song so um for me it's i would probably say out of five um you know what fuck it three and a half out of five i'm gonna go with this one okay um well my thoughts on the song is uh it's not really, it, there ain't no point in fucking with the radio and trying to change the station when this comes on your uh, shuffle. So you might as well listen to it. Uh, for that reason, I guess if it were on my playlist, it would get uh, it'd get played all the way through every time. There wouldn't be no fucking point in changing it. It's like a, it's like a misfit song. Like yeah. uh, They're a minute and a half and it's over, so... Mm-hmm. It. it was very reminiscent of that style. Like it did remind me of like attitude. This is the Izzy's version of attitude, basically. Oh yeah, I, and I don't think we have we done another song that had this punk rock feel to it by Izzy. Maybe a, a couple other ones, but I think oh, they're more like they're like two two and a half minutes, but a little slower. Because we have, I think we have done a couple. There's like so much Izzy of fuck who knows anymore. It all it's all starting to bleed together. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think my final score for this one, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice. Cause I did like, like Willie said, I did like the, uh, the music and the, the guitar playing. So I'm going to give it a two and a half. All right. I'm like most generous one here. <laughs> <laughs> Smack so, in the middle. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. I didn't take near as long as I thought it would. I wouldn't, I didn't realize we was literally playing a two minute song of our song of the day. So. I mean, we're about to wrap up the show, though. But before we do, you want to see, uh, you want to spin the wheel and see what song we're coming up with, we're going to be listening to next week. Hell yeah, man. Let's spin that wheel. Let's see what's cooking for episode 152 next Monday. All right. Translucent by Loaded. 
Oh yeah. Fucking loaded. Bullshit. <laughs> Translucent. What the fuck is this gonna be about? Like how he saw like uh. the ghost of some like whore or something. <laughs> oh dude, a bloody Mary. I'm dead. <laughs> about a fucking invisible bitch with some attitude. <laughs> yeah, every time Christ. we get an Izzy song, this is bullshit. Or a Duff song. Yeah, no, Izzy. That was Izzy at first. Now it's like it's usually like three star territory for Izzy. So yeah, Izzy's been doing us real good lately. So I can't oh, yeah. about I think Izzy. the last year or so. I'd say. Oh man, I think I think one thing I'll take away from this podcast is is I fucking hate loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Tough solo stuff is not that good. Fucking terrible. Oh gosh. but it's still better than Axel solo shit. Oh god, that rapid fire <laughs> bullshit. Oh my god. Anyway, next week we're gonna be checking out Translucent by Duff McKagan's solo band Loaded and uh, yeah. uh, be sure to come back on Saturday for an all new edition of Shotcast Saturday pew pew and uh, don't forget to come back each and every Monday head over to our website at gunsandradio.com where you can find links to all of our good shit and uh, also one more time don't forget tomorrow to download the old 77 podcast where yours truly will be a guest Hanging with these dudes, drinking beer, talking about, I don't even know what the fuck we're going to talk about. There ain't no telling. Uh, but either way, <laughs> check out their show, and uh, uh, we hope you enjoy it. And, yeah. But, Willie, thank you for coming on and playing with us tonight. I had a good time catching up with you. Yeah, Thanks buddy. for having me. And, and uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Guns and Radio podcast. So, until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo Saturday for some more podcast Saturday, but come back Monday for some more guns and radio goodness. Until then, stay safe and peace out.